Say goodbye to things scattered, stressed, and the last minute scrambles to fund your real estate deals. If you're ready to stop chasing leads, endlessly connecting on Facebook, social media, and Zoom, just to pitch your stuff to anything that moves and breathes, listen up. The Daily Investor Lead Flow is finally here. This tool has forever helped us pinpoint where to focus our capital raising efforts and where to free our time and energy. Head over to dailyinvestorleadflow.com to discover how much of a game changer it can be for you. The Daily Investor Lead Flow literally changed everything for us. Now you can finally have the opportunity to take back your time and get your life back. Remember those times you reached out to investors and heard nothing back? Those days are coming to an end. This tool will zoom out, highlighting all the gaps. It will also zoom in, removing all the guesswork from prioritizing your efforts. Plus, it will help set clear expectations for your business and ensure that your capital raising strategies are assets, not liabilities. Don't wait, take the daily lead flow by going to dailyinvestorleadflow.com. That's dailyinvestorleadflow.com. Your future self will forever thank you. We made you a cute little playlist of our very best resources for getting the most out of tax seasons while paying the least. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. Welcome back, all of you Cashflow Multipliers. Palmy and Nancy here, aka your financial BFFs, back with another episode. Hello. Nan, so what's the one season that brings an air of that inevitable stress and dread? Hint, mm-hmm. it's a season of February, March, and April. And no, it's not springtime because who doesn't love blossoms and sunshine and joy, right? Hmm, is this a trick question? I don't know. Well, it's a season of taxes. Oh, duh, what's wrong with me here? I knew that. <laughs> so today we made you a little something, yes, a playlist, to get you to be quote-unquote less stressed because we know it's like no one's favorite subject. But we're going to look to change that if you stick with us here. Trust us, the government knows how much we all dislike handing over our hard-earned money. And that's why there are so many ways to save on taxes. And yes, they are legal, moral, and ethical. We're not advising you to break any sort of law here. In this case, orange is definitely not the new black. Not our vibe. So one of our favorite mentors of all time is Tom Wright, and he's a best-selling author and CPA. And this is what he had to say about tax law. He said, most people know that the tax law is there to raise revenue. What a lot of people don't know, though, is that the rest of the tax law is fundamentally an instruction guide to reducing taxes. Man, Nan, this quote never gets old for us, and I feel giddy (laughs) just saying it. I just love hearing that quote, too. So today, we made you a cute little playlist of our very best resources for getting the most out of tax seasons while paying the least. They are composed of our favorite cash flow multiplier episodes about taxes. Yep, all the tax law and all the intensive incentives that could be saving you tons of money. We had some real good cash flow multipliers episode that cover all the ways we know how to save. So Nan, shall we just dive in now? Absolutely. Let's take the stress out of tax season, or shall we say, let's make it less taxing. That's a great one. (laughs) So here's the disclaimer. We are not your CPAs, nor are we just anyone's CPA. (laughs) Always consult your tax professional, your CPA, your legal team, and all your professionals. 
Our hope is that you're going to check out this episode out, and if you haven't already, give them a listen and maybe give them a second listen if you really want it to sink in. Before we get started, we have a question for you though. <laughs> have you shared this episode with a friend, especially a friend who's looking to secure their financial future, create passive income streams, and want to learn more about how to pay less in taxes? If yes, please share this episode. Just grab the link and text it to them, send it to them through social media, whatever it is that you do. But that will be greatly appreciated by us. All right, guys. So let's dive in. Let's start with some learning, okay? Because the more you know, the more you save. Episode eleven: Your Guide to Paying Way Less in Taxes of Cashflow Multipliers Podcast. We talk about the cashflow quadrants, which is how tax law classifies the four different ways to make a living. Palm, tell our tribe what is cashflow quadrants looks like. It'll be my pleasure. <laughs> so first thing is the cashflow quadrant is consistent of these categories. E is for employee, S is for self-employed, B is for business owner, and I is for investor. Obviously, our fave. Yep. Everyone who earns income falls into one of these categories. E and S are considered consumers on the left side of the quadrant, while B and I are considered producers on the right side of the the quadrant. So why is that important? Well, in the eye of the government, producers are a bit more favorable. They help with jobs, housing, and agriculture. You get the picture. So as you can imagine, producers get more tax breaks than consumers. Listen, we're not bashing your jobs at all here. We would never, right? And if you're considered a consumer, don't worry. Our goal here is to point you in the direction of tax saving, no matter what quadrant you fall in. Yep, you can keep your job and still get tax breaks. Woohoo! Definitely, you don't have to leave what you love. You don't have to abandon your quote unquote genius zones. That makes what you—I mean—that's what makes you feel alive, right? You have worked too long and too hard to build your career, and what you do is important. Switching to the right side of the quadrant—no pun intended—doesn't require you leaving your career, but it simply means taking your active income and diversifying into several smart passive investments. So, would you say it's kind of like adding to your resume here? Exactly. All this simply means taking your active income and diversifying into several smart passive investments. The good news is diversifying your current active income into passive investments will provide you with sustainable cash flow that is a lot easier than you might think and gives you your time back in the process. I love that. Now, all this comes down to one simple question: How much in taxes do you want to pay? Based on the answer, will help you determine what quadrant you should move into by taking advantage of all the apartment investing has to offer. I love that empowerment as well. We'll definitely include episode eleven, your guide to paying way less in taxes, so you can check it out and tune into that episode. All right, next up is episode sixteen. It's being a real estate professional for you. So, Palm, let's discuss another way to save on taxes, since there's a whole reason why we're here today, right? That will be my pleasure, Nan. Becoming a real estate professional, aka a rep, is highly beneficial. We really do get the best tax benefit, and okay, sure, you can call us biased, but we're not just <laughs> bragging about what we do for work. Anyone can get on this action. You don't even have to quit your day job, unless, of course, you want to. So check it out. Investing income is what we call passive income because we can make money while you sleep, eat, travel, or whatever. Yes, definitely. And your passive income through apartment syndication generates what is known as "quote unquote." Phantom paper loss, which if you qualify as a real estate professional, that K one paper loss can offset number one your passive income gain. Two, it could even offset your active ordinary income. Cool, right? <laughs> that's Mind like, blowing. That's like life changing right there. Now you're probably wondering what's the catch, and no, you don't need any certification, expensive training, or testing to be able to claim the real estate professional status. 
Man, why don't you go over the qualifications that someone needs to meet in order to get this awesome tax benefit? Okay, here they are. According to the IRS Section 469C7B, a taxpayer qualifies as a real estate professional for any year that the taxpayer meets both of the following requirements. Number one, more than half of the personal service performed in all trades or businesses during the tax year were performed in real property trades or business in which the taxpayer materially participated. And two, the taxpayer performed more than 750 hours of service during the tax year in real property trades or business in which he or she materially participated. Man, that's really a mouthful right <laughs> I there. I know, I was like, one, two, three. Woo. That's like a fish show, man. <laughs> and before you get discouraged, courage because you don't perfectly fit into these qualifications we got you here yeah for those of you who are like working 50 to 60 hour work weeks this is especially tough and then you may not feel like it makes a lot of sense to cut back drastically simply to get the rep status however there's another option if you have a spouse who is currently not working or works part-time this could be a viable path they could qualify by performing the duties that Nan eloquently articulated <laughs> above and qualify as a real estate professional. And when they, when you file jointly with them, well, both of you will be able to enjoy the tax benefit while not sacrificing any crucial income. For us, this episode was really powerful because it's never really about how much money you make, but it's really more about how much money you keep. Keeping more money in your pocket is really, really the big deal, right? Yeah, so make sure give episode 16 is being a real estate professional for you a listen and decide for yourself. Link will also be included in the today's show notes. Nan, all right. Next up is episode 24, Zero to Hero Strategy. I love this episode so much because we get to talk about tax hack that might be a little bit surprising and we call it Zero to Hero Strategy. Have you ever wondered how wealthy people tend to get away with paying like not very much in taxes? Yes. Because like, doesn't that go against the general knowledge that the more you make, the more you have to pay? No, they aren't cheating or breaking any law here. The truth is they just know how to navigate tax law really, really well. They get lots of benefit and tax breaks simply because of that knowledge. But here's the good news. Tax breaks are not just for the absurdly rich. You can also reap the benefits for knowing what to do. And in this case, you can also become absurdly rich someday if you want. Oh, that's nice to hear. Well, here's where depreciation come in. And yes, for tax purposes, depreciation is a really good thing when you know how to use it. Remember when we said the IRS really like investors? This is a very specific spot where that favor comes in handy. An apartment investor, you get to choose to depreciate your apartment, which leads to tax saving. Heck yes. So this episode is really, really cool and a really popular one because you get to learn all about the possibilities of depreciation. Ah, last one. Episode 29. Don't do these seven things to save on taxes. This one is definitely our favorite because there are times that the expert told us to do something that simply didn't make any sense. Well, on other episodes, we offer some good tips on decreasing your tax stress level so far. But it's important to know what not to do as well. So true. There are plenty of myth floating around about how to save money on taxes. We have heard them all, right? And one of them is, don't get married. Just kidding. Do get married because you can file it jointly and lower your tax brackets. Wow, this is plain confusing and takes out any of the romance of marriage. Another one that we've heard a lot is, Make babies so you can claim them as dependents. Woohoo! Yep, you heard it right. We were told to form another life to bring onto this planet for tax purposes. Now, that's just plain cringy. Or go on holidays and write them off as business trips. 
So while we love a good vacation, I just came back from one with sunburn on both my skin and a hole in my wallet. And definitely there are more of the not so helpful pieces of life we have heard, right? We're not trying to limit the way you live your life or add stress to your plate. That's just not us. Want to give you some useful tips that will make your life better while saving and making more money. So in this episode, we really debunked all the myth about how you thought you knew about lowering your tax brackets. So make sure you hit play on episode 29, Don't Do These 7 Things to Save on Taxes. Link will also be included in today's show notes. All right, there you go, guys. We hope you love the playlist we have created for you. Taxes are a part of life. There's simply no way around it. But that doesn't mean you have to feel stuck in a stressful cycle. Give each of these episodes a listen to see how many different ways there are to get unstuck and create the life of freedom that you deserve. Life of freedom for yourself. Don't bring in additional life just for tax savings, okay? <laughs> and if you love what you're hearing, be sure to follow the cash multipliers on your favorite listening platform and leave us a review. Reading your reviews really lights us up. Love to you all. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast. Podcast.